Welcome to another episode of the Cool Tools Show and Tell. Our special guest this week is Mike Harris. Hey, Mike, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience? Uh, hi. Uh, so, yeah, I'm uh, I'm Mike. Uh, been uh, doing tech and the internet since uh, actually before the internet. I was on BBSs as a kid, um, and uh, have always just been kind of intrigued by the. Uh, Kind of the way that you know the internet lets uh, lets you share brains with everyone else, shares good ideas. It, you know, for good or for uh, bad, it's kind of sped up communication and made it more global. And um, it's had its bad effects, but it's had some pretty groovy effects too. So uh, overall, I'm a pro. <laughs> well, welcome, Mike. I think we can all agree that sharing tools is a really plus in the world. So thank you for taking yeah. time to share some tools. Tell us um, what one of your favorite tools are. Sure. Uh, well, the first one I thought I'd, I'd start off with uh, something simple and pretty familiar, uh, and that is I've got a fidget cube here. Um, uh, this is actually the original one. Uh, uh, let's get and this. And so it's, you're holding up uh, it's yes. like a square cube, black. It has some buttons on it. It's about the size of, uh, I don't know, a golf ball, let's say approximately in scale. I'd agree. Uh, and it, it's got various different services. Uh, it's, you know, uh, got an indentation here, a uh, a light switch kind of thing, a uh, almost sort of a joystick, uh, various buttons uh -huh. of various tensile strengths and... Uh, and so on and so on. But so there's, there's six sides, and each side of this cube has something you can fidget with. Correct. Yeah. And what I found particularly uh, a side effect that I found particularly useful is I, I've recently been diagnosed with ADHD, and uh, which is something I knew for most of my life anyway. But uh, it means I have a lot of nervous energy and sometimes have problems focusing. But I find that if I uh, divert it into uh, fidgeting with this cube mm -hmm. while I'm talking otherwise, uh, it sort of kind of frees up my mind to focus. It's an outlet uh, for the energy. But that secondary um, thing that I don't know if many people have realized is that it does kind of, by giving an exit for the energy, it helps you kind of focus better. Mm. Um, you know. So in addition to... Doing, using it while you're talking, do you find that you also find it useful while you're working and trying to concentrate? Uh, definitely. Um, you know, if if I'm, of course, if I'm typing or something, I, I can't quite do both. But um, uh, it definitely helps me kind of uh, just focus the higher order thinking uh, by providing an outlet for that distraction right. of the excess energy. So you mentioned that this black cube was one of the original fidget um, toys or devices. Do you find that it makes much difference what it is it use? There are many kind these days, including the spinners and stuff. So is this one better than other fidget um, devices? Uh, in my opinion, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's a matter of taste, but uh, my understanding is the folks at uh, uh, Ant, Antsy, A-N-T-S-Y uh, labs were the people to originally come up with the idea. Uh, and uh, for me, you know, when I order from them, it's usually kind of uh, durable. It doesn't fall apart as easy. It doesn't, uh, you know, I can kind of 
make it, you know, I can really kind of give it a workout if I need to without feeling like it's going to fall apart. And have you tried other varieties of ones from them? Uh, from ANSI, no, but uh, I, I definitely do have other cubes. Uh, you, you know, there's a one that's made out of a sort of a golden brass, which is interesting. And it's all sort of mechanical gears that uh, interact and spin. It's it's kind of a fidget spinner, but it's uh, also sort of a cube, too. Mm-hmm. And but so in your limited experience in trying these out, you, you think this this black cube one is the is the best? Um, well, it comes in different colors, uh, depending on, on your, uh, preference, but yeah, this model, this original one, I, I just find it's, uh, you know, if, if you're going to give these things a workout, you want it to hold up. So, and, and, and what, what is it called again? Uh, it's, uh, the, the company is ANSI, A-N-T-S-Y, and, uh, I believe it's just called a fidget cube. The fidget cube. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd not seen one of those. I'd seen the spinners and other little devices, but it hadn't yet seen a cube. So that's pretty, pretty nice. It's kind of, uh, if you go to the site, uh, there's, they've even got them for kids in like Superman's colors or Batman and so on and so on. Excuse me. So, um, so Mike, what's, uh, what's another, um, one of your favorite tools these days? I find that mynoise.net is a really, uh, an amazing site. For those who are watching, um, you'll see it. But for those who are listening, um, you know, we're at a website and it says my noise. And there is um, three categories. It's like noises or sounds for focus and productivity, meditation and relaxation and sleeping aids. In all honesty, this is actually just kind of their best hits. Uh, and also just to correct real quick, it's actually uh, mynoise.net. Uh uh, just so that uh, people wind up on the right website. But uh, I've just clicked through to uh, to the actually to their index and, uh, you know, to, to read all of these out, you know, we'd be here a few hours. But, right, but you uh, have categories like natural noises, landscape noises, ambient noise, like autumn walk, I guess, walking through leaves, sounds of uh, crickets, that kind of a thing. Exactly. As well as, you know, fantasy backgrounds in case you're, uh, for example, playing D&D or Gregorian chants. And uh, the thing that I find kind of amazing is that um, largely on his own, although with some volunteers, uh, this person has mostly uh, gone to various places across the world and uh, done recordings. uh, himself with high uh, quality audio equipment. So, for example, uh, I'm clicking right now on something called a Japanese garden. But with almost every single uh, sound machine that you go to, uh, you've got all of these customizations, which must have been an incredible amount of work by this guy. But, you know, for example, if you've got the sound of cicadas, if they're bothering you, you can bring down that slider. Um, They're all different got, tracks. Everything's been recorded on a multi-track. Exactly. You've and, got. And, a, and do you think these are actual recordings, or are these, as you said, these are machines? Are these being generated in some fashion? My understanding is they're actual recordings. At least uh, 
if you dig into the bio on the website, there's even um, photographs of him in certain locations giving the recordings. It's uh, pretty admirable, in my opinion. And, and is this for sure like on a loop? Or does it automatically loop on or do they go for a certain length and stop? Or how, how does that work? It, it's, it's endless. It just runs as long as you want, right? Exactly. And I've never heard uh, a distinct loop. Uh, you, you know, so if he has it looping, it's pretty uh, well disguised. Yeah. Well, maybe he has different parts of it looping at different speeds so you don't notice it. So, uh, well, that's really great. So what's the economics on this? Is this a subscription? Is it a free trial or how does this work? Believe it or not, it's kind of donation based. Uh, You know, he's mostly giving it away for free. Uh, There are places where uh, uh, you can buy, quote, credits uh, and he can like, for example, provide you with an MP3 of uh, you know, if you have a particular track you like. Just one thing I wanted to kind of note that is kind of uh, ex- particularly nice as an extra is once you get something uh, just the way you like it, you can click on this save as URL or you can save it as a cookie and uh, bookmark the URL so that you don't have to make the adjustments every time you visit. Uh, okay, that's cool. And this is a web-based thing, so it's not really a separate app. You would open up your browser on your phone or your desktop to run it. Is that right? Or is there an app version as well? It is primarily web-based, but they do also have an Android app, and I think an iPhone app as well. Okay. That's mynoise.net. So it's sort of like, I guess people would use it instead of listening to music. They would just sort of put it on while they're working or... Sleeping, is that the idea? Or driving, maybe? Uh, yeah. Uh, the thing that I particularly like is that they've got some uh, synthetic profiles, such as uh, I, I work in an open plan office, and people like to talk around me a lot, uh, kind of the nature of the biz. But uh, they've got something called ultra-wide noise, uh, and it's so loud a, a white noise spectrum that it pretty much blocks any talking. Let's me focus on my work. So uh, there's a lot of different things that kind of uh, can help focus. Okay. So you use it as a, as a way of helping you to focus. That's really great. Um, are there other, uh, other similar sites like this, other kind of music or background sites out, and how does it compare to, to these others? Have you kind of – did you do any research about this for yourself? Oh, well, yeah, definitely there's, you know, a, a large number of people, um, you know, different places. There's also a lot of uh, what they call single-serving websites where, you know, you can maybe go for coffee house sounds or so on. But I, I kind of find uh, you can tell that this is a passion project for this guy. He really has done, added a lot of features and various things and all for free. Uh, that you don't find in those websites. And it's also a little bit more uh, completist. It's, you know, kind of one-stop shopping, so to speak, except you don't really have to pay money shopping, you know. Okay. Great. Okay, that's a great find. So, Mike, tell me another um, one of your tool favorites. Uh, Well, uh, one big thing, and I'm sorry I can't uh, share my screen on it, but uh, uh, InnoReader. 
uh, is uh, it's basically uh, kind of like the old Google Reader site, but on steroids. It's it's really well done. Um, it's uh, you, you know you know they RS, have, I mean R, RSS reader exactly yes okay um, it it starts with RSS, but they've also um, kind of built some technologies that let you monitor web pages that don't have RSS feeds mm. and kind of uh, construct your own. Mm -hmm. And also much like uh, Gmail and other email programs that we've gotten used to, uh, they've got filters and rules that you can apply so that you don't need to necessarily be bothered by, um, you know, let's say someone you like to follow um posts uh, uh, hints for a, a Wordle or something like that mm -hmm. every day, and you're just not interested in those, you can filter them out once and never bother with them again. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's really, I, I find it helps me keep track of zillions of things, um, far more than I, I would have if I had to go to them individually. Right, right. So, you know, everybody was, seemed like everybody was using the Google Reader um, I migrated to Feedly um, as my reader. Um, do you happen to know how that compares to 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 say Feedly? I did try Feedly for a couple of years, although admittedly it was a uh, a long while back. So Feedly may have progressed since then. But I found that Inner Reader just had a lot more uh, power tools, so to speak. Um, you know, it just felt a bit more like. Um, if I'm talking emotion, it's kind of felt like it was a lot uh, kind of humming under the hood. You know, it's okay. very quick, very responsive, um, easy to also go through things very quickly. Uh-huh. Okay. So inner reader, and um, is that a free um, app, I guess you would call it? Or is, it, is, there, an, or is there a fee involved? Uh it is a subscription, but uh, my understanding is it's free as well. It's got a free level. So right. I guess they call those freemium kind of. Right. Um, do you know? Honestly, you, it's. Uh, do you know what you get out of your paid version? Uh, well, uh, it's it's sort of an increased number of uh, feeds of filters and rules. You're, you're let, you, you know, you may be uh, limited. Uh, to maybe like three rules, as, uh, and I'm not quoting their page, so I right. might be off. But uh, you know, uh, basically, things that are more computationally expensive uh, are kind of saved more and more for the, uh, the paying people. So a lot of people are, so for some reason, abandon reading blogs and and RSS feeders. Um, you still find them valuable. Are there? Are there particular blogs that you would use as an example of of someone that you of a place or resource that you were using this inner reader for? What 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 are some of your favorite blogs? Uh well, uh, uh, your website is on there. Tools as okay. is cool tools. Um Lifehacker. Um okay. and uh gosh, I could go on for quite a while, but um uh, I also use it to to uh, monitor YouTube actually, uh, because YouTube still offers RSS feeds, which is kind of amazing <laughs> considering everything else. So but, you subscribe to a YouTube channel through an RSS feed. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought about that. 
Yeah. You can subscribe to a YouTube channel with an RSS feed and see it in your reader. Wow, that's interesting. And how is that better than subscribing to them directly through YouTube? Well, I usually do that too, just so that, um, you know, the algorithm can kind of learn the kind of things I like, uh, just for better recommendations. But honestly, overall, I'm not a real big fan of algorithms telling me what I should see. I kind of want to be a little bit more completist. And right. so for me, RSS feeds let me pick uh, on my own what I find is interesting, uh, rather than having kind of a half-baked guess that isn't always accurate. So Mike, tell me about your fourth tool that you'd like to share. Uh, sure. And, um, oh, uh, just as a side note with regards to inner reader and, um, this is just so that I don't forget it. But uh, one of the things I thought was kind of uh, clever of them is they created a way where you can get your uh, email newsletters forwarded into InnerReader. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they've got give you a certain address that you can uh, have them appear to. Uh, and again, that kind of idea of having it all in one place. But I also kind of have to applaud the fact that they're uh, they're trying to innovate. They're kind of thinking about like, what can we take forward in this space? And okay, uh, that's kind very, of, that's very admirable. So they're they're innovating, still innovating in this space, mm -hmm. and you can have your newsletters forwarded there. That's also very interesting. So I, I definitely have to check this out. So thank you. No problem. Uh, so yeah, that fourth item. I'll go ahead and uh, share the screen with you. Yeah, these are a few screenshots that uh. I took from uh, the what uh, my fourth choice is. And honestly, this is uh, kind of innovative. It's um, an app called Periodically. And the idea that the author must have had was for those random events that you really can't schedule, uh, trying to help you schedule them on a routine basis. So for example, I um, the crack in between my uh, fridge and my stove uh, gets very, very dusty, but it's, uh, you know, I may not routinely uh, uh -huh. do it every Saturday or something like that. So what uh, this does is you basically, for a little bit, record every time you do it, and it starts to uh, actually mathematically figure out how often you're doing it. Okay, very, very clever. Okay, I get it. Huh. So you input how often you tend to do things, and it it will pick up that frequency, that periodicity, and and that rhythm, and then schedule it out ahead, saying you normally sweep here every other month, and so therefore you haven't done it in the last two months. It's time to do it. Exactly. Uh, as you can see on the screen, it uh, has options for what it calls prediction, lateness, and interval reminders. Okay. And I have to i haven't uh it does explain it there we go uh so uh predictions are uh the actual prediction date yeah uh lateness is when it thinks that you should have done this a day or two ago and i have to admit uh the interval it says it sends a notification a specific number of days after the last occurrence so I think that's when you know that it's down to perhaps every 10 days or 30 days or so on. 
uh, that that would be the reminder you right. use. So yeah, so so it's a kind of very sophisticated reminder system that that would try to pick up your rhythms from how you actually do things. What are some besides sweeping the crack between your fridge and stove? What are some of the other examples that you find yourself using this for? Uh, well, uh, one thing I, I thought about uh, actually. Uh, it's basically only kind of uh, governed by your imagination or your own personal daily life. You know, if you, uh, until recently I had a cat and, uh, uh, it, you know, I might've used this for uh, when I clipped his nails, uh, you know, because, um, or, you know, when we clip our own nails or toenails, uh, anything that we don't normally do on a set schedule, but that might be a sort of a maintenance task that we have to, uh, we know we have to do. Uh, this can kind of help make that a routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thus, you know, you might not forget about it quite as easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does seem to have a maintenance flavor to it. You're trying to schedule maintenance type things that, that may not be top of mind. Exactly. I guess you could put all your tax taxes and when those kind of payments are due. I, I think taxes are kind of a little bit more uh, locked in with a certain date. Uh, you know, rather than uh, and a certain deadline, rather than um, kind of floating a little bit ambiguously out there. Uh, yeah. That would be my reaction, at least. Uh huh. Yeah. And so uh, this is, let's say, an Android app. And again, is this a free app? Is it subscription based? Is it how does that work? Uh, I have to admit. I don't have the answer to that particular question. I should have checked it before I came on, but, but I do, if I remember right, I think it was pay, but it was a slight amount. Uh, I I don't think it was exorbitant. Or a one-time payment. You mean just for the app itself rather than subscription? Definitely. It it definitely was a one-shot deal. Okay. This is called periodically. Okay. For things that you do periodically or hope to do periodically. You know, now's the time to tell us about um, something you're working on or want to share, have worked on in the past, or something about your own passions that you would like to um, let us know about. Uh, Well, uh, I have to admit, when I initially filled out the survey, I just kind of wanted to contribute back to the community because I was, uh, I, you know, I've been following uh, the the podcast and the blog for quite a while and been a fan of it. Well, thank you. Uh, But yeah, no problem. Uh, I did when I uh, came on board and uh, uh, realized I was going to do the podcast. I thought now might be the time to actually start up that uh, e-newsletter that I've been thinking about. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, I it's at thinktrove.org, kind of like treasure trove, but uh, okay. thinktrove.org. Okay, and, and, and uh, I'm a bit of a there? writer, a bit of a photographer. This is sort of like a what we used to call blogs, but it's a newsletter version of a blog. Yes, uh, I'm on Substack. Uh, you know, they're hosting. Right. Uh, I'm a bit of a photographer, bit of a writer, and uh, I'm going to be doing pretty large link dumps. Um, I'm all over the internet all the time, so uh, uh-huh. you know, uh, if you don't have the time to look through all of the internet, but uh, you'd like some clever stuff, I'm a, I'm probably a good. Uh, newsletter to check out and what is when you're trolling through the internet grabbing little goodies what do you tend to gravitate to uh 
generally it's it's things that i uh are kind of bizarre but that i never knew before mm-hmm. uh or or occasionally it's it's cute things i'm a big fan of cats of course uh like like about 90 percent of the human race uh uh, I, I found out, for example, the other day that, believe it or not, humans have stripes. Uh, they're just in a, uh, uh, a range that we can't normally see, but I believe our cats can. Um, but uh, And there's actually a disease where uh, that uh, it's a rare one, but uh, where people's stripes actually become in a visible range. I see. Uh, w- w- where are my stripes? Like, which direction are my stripes likely going? Uh, well, the the photographs I saw were on the back, um, and th- there are many different patterns. Uh, one was, believe it or not, actually a checkerboard kind of a deal. I am totally skeptical. I'll I'll forward you the links. <laughs> I, I I would have been skeptical too, but it's actually pretty darn interesting. Okay, all right. It, definitely outside of our experience, but uh, it, it seems to be well, legitimate. Uh, yeah. Um... I try not to. Uh, I I do try to be skeptical. I'm not one of the uh, eat the onion kind of peoples, <laughs> you know, where you believe it. You know, yeah. yeah. I I don't believe things easily, but this one okay. weird enough is true. All righty. Well, well, definitely check it out, and and we'll maybe check your newsletter of uh, you're calling it Think Trove. Yes, sir. Dot uh, org. Uh, Okay. The dot com was a uh, thirty five hundred dollars. So I... <laughs> it doesn't matter because we nobody types them anyway. Yes. Um, well, my thanks. I really appreciate your your taking time to share with us these really un- unconventional and interesting um, tools. Thank you for volunteering and for being a supporter of the site. I really appreciate it, and it's been a lot of fun. And thank you. Same here. I I was glad to have the opportunity to give back a little bit. Sure. We appreciate it. This year, our Cool Tools blog will be 20 years old, which means we've been posting something new every day for 20 years. It's only possible because of the very engaged and knowledgeable readers and listeners like yourself. You've kept this place going, and we are very grateful for you. With this idea of 20 years in mind, um, we decided to try an experiment this year, and I'm inviting our guests and listeners to join me on our Cool Tool Show and Tell, which is the program that you're listening to right now. So if you feel you'd make a good guest on this podcast and have four uncommon tools that you'd like to share with us, um, Please sign up on our form on the website, and we'll see about inviting you. You must be comfortable taking all, talking on a video, and um, you need to have some tools that you can show. Um, we record on, as you know, on Zoom. We do a YouTube version, a visual video version of it, as well as an audible version. Fill out the form if you're interested, and um, list your full four cool tools and we'll see if there's a good fit the applications aren't guaranteed in any way um and we're looking at tools that are new to us and appropriate tools and um whether the times will work for you so um we're really interested in hearing from people all over the world not just in the u.s although the tools have to be available 
online, easily available online. And um, if you are a longtime listener, you kind of know what the definition of our tools are. They're very broad. They can be anything that's handy from something in the kitchen to something you use to travel to a workshop to something professional that we may not know about. We're really interested in things that we don't know anything about. So um, this is an open invitation. We'll give it a try. If you think you make a good guess for this podcast, um, fill out the form. There'll be a link somewhere on our website. Um, and we look forward to, to chatting with you. Thank you.